Now, I'm really excited to have Shahriar with us today because I'm a big fan of his work. In fact, in my house I have some of his uh, chili-infused oil, uh, something that I recently saw was available in a uh, cute place downtown, a place called uh, Beethoven Museum, which is a uh, sort of multiplex uh, place with a cafe, a museum for music, and down in a cellar they have various craft items, and oddly enough, Shahriar's infused vinegar and oils. There you go, that was a bit of a plug for him, so if any of our listeners are in Iran and know where that is, well, actually, my mind, I think we'll add a link to that on our website so they can go and find out where to buy his items. Well, definitely, you can find a relevant podcast and uh, the links will be there. Great. And we should charge Beethoven Cafe for I think we're going to get a percentage. Yeah, yeah. In oil, in infused oil is what we're going to be getting. So, Shariah, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for having me here. It's our pleasure. Great to be in the show. Yeah, likewise. Uh, Shahriar, I should uh, give a little bit of an introduction here because uh, Shahriar is is quite worldly, has uh, traveled the world, worked around the world, mostly in Southeast Asia. Shahriar, help us out here. Which countries have you been working in up until Uh, now? I have worked in Malaysia, Singapore, Thailand, Maldives. And I did work uh, closely like three years with Australia as well. I travel in Europe and after 20 years, I'm back in my own country. Good to have you back. So you've been traveling the world, working around the world, enlightening foreigners with the, uh, or non-Iranians with Iranian food, or uh, is it mostly been working, uh, creating, I guess, Southeast Asian dishes? Uh, Actually, I was a mix of like Iranian, especially in the festive season, I was doing the Persian and as well as Middle Eastern food, but mainly because I was an executive chef, so I have to have variety of the different cuisine in mm. the kitchen. It is a, almost a great shame that uh, the subject of today's show is small in comparison to the wealth of knowledge that uh, Shahriar has. Uh, we wanted to keep it simple for our listeners, so we wanted to start off with the basics, didn't we, Mohammed? We wanted to tick off the obvious uh, items here of Iranian food. Actually, the question came from Susie. Her question was, why is every Iranian bread flat? It's back, I think, to the historic things because of the clay oven we have and type Mm. of clay oven. Most of the bread is flat or round. And after many years, the changes come, especially I was reading the history of uh, Sangak, which is one of our national bread. Uh, Shahriar, help us out here. So Sangak obviously is a, uh, doesn't mean anything to our audience at this point, but uh, Sangak uh, so means, let's describe in it in English, means pebble, uh-huh. uh, like a small, small stone. stone. Yeah. So they, they create the oven, which is, uh, according to his story, created during Safavi by Sheikh Baha'i. And Sangak has different variety. The most famous one nowadays is come from the northeast as well, like Qayanat, which they have a very good zaffron as well. Mm-hmm. So let's describe this for our audience here. So Sangak, uh, for me, whenever I see this and I, I pass these bakeries uh, on the streets of Iran, they're thankfully plentiful. And uh, you'll normally see the breads hanging up just outside. Yeah. And they, they always look like sort of like the skin of a cow or something. I mean, the color is, is a sort of brown, uh, sort of deep 
deep yellowy uh, brown color. They're hanging up on a spike and they sort of look like a hide or like a, yeah. a sort of piece of uh, leather. Now, um, it's interesting actually, whenever uh, I go and buy this bread, I've learned the hard way that because of the small pebbles that you mentioned, Shariah, here, the, <laughs> the, you've got to be careful not to eat those because oh, yes, they sometimes yes. stick to the bread. So yeah. you know, not to eat those, not only because you're probably going to lose a tooth, but no, you're... I chipped a tooth, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, a couple of years ago, I, I, I bet so one of those Most of the foreigner must be really careful about oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 check them every time. Not, not only this, though, but the, then you've got to be careful of this. You've got a hot stone, <laughs> a hot pebble <laughs> well, in, actually, in you your mouth. It, you, by the time you eat it, the stone is cold. Well, well, still hard. I pick them up straight from the store. I go straight in and buy them and eat them before I get uh, get okay. home. Be careful anyway. So uh, sangak is is quite a. Uh, I mean, it's a flat bread, and most breads in Iran is is something I noticed upon coming in. Most breads are flat, so that is because of that uh, cooking uh, process. They have the like a flat bread. I believe because of the type of clay oven we have or the clay tanur we have and in different parts of Iran. Now we can't do this show without mentioning, uh, and I'm not going to spoil it by saying which I think is the best, but I'm going to spoil it because I, I do think Barbari is the far superior bread uh, to be had in Iran. Shahriar, describe to us uh, Barbari. What uh, what does this look like? What, uh, what what different sort of taste might it have compared to other uh, breads? The Barbari has, they, they use different kind of flour. It's more heavy flour than the, any other bread. It's similar to Sangak, but of course the grade of the flour is quite different. It's introduced by an ethnic group of Barbar. Mm-hmm. We come from Afghanistan to Iran. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't it's, know that. Yeah. From there, during the Qajar time, this bread introduced in Tehran. Yeah. So, uh, Barbari is, uh, to describe this, it's kind of more yellowy and, and it's kind of almost like a, a ribbed, if you can say, top to it. And you can choose, uh, upon purchasing this at the bakery, you can choose whether you want to have sesame seeds on top or not. Uh, yeah. They put sesame seeds because... Uh, you know, Afghanistan and the, the northeast of Iran is one of the biggest producers of sesame seed. And also the poppy seed and black seed. So it's come with different kind of seed. And the, the color on the top, because of the, the brushing they put with the starch and the water mix, the color will change in the oven. So, uh, so Shariah, how, how do you take your bar ready? When you go to the bakery, are you, are you asking for the sesame seeds on top or not? I use for black seed, actually, the poppy seed they use on top because it's quite amazing taste. It's the far yeah. superior one. You've got to get the poppy seeds uh, yeah, on top. How about you, Mohammed? What do you... Uh, Sangek is the original Iranian bread. Now it's my favorite. Oh, okay, the battle begins. The battle of breads mm-hmm. has has now begun. My my experience here in Iran of of the breads is uh, there's there's uh, those two more dominant. Uh, I would say as far as uh, taste, texture, uh, usage, the sangak and the uh, barbari. But uh, a common type of bread that is is used and of, uh, often used with eating kebabs is the uh, lavash. Am I saying that correctly, Shahriar? Uh, not actually. The luxurious one is always go with sangak. Because sangak has a little bit of spongy texture, so it will take the, the you know the greasy, the juice of the uh, kebab in it. So it's quite nice. But of course, the common one for the normal like uh, 
restaurants they use a lot of lavash yeah yeah so lavash um, uh, i just want to explain this and because whenever i see it and i still do this and whenever i see it, it looks like lego uh it's <laughs> it's just the, it literally is a flat yeah. piece of lego this is the bread that has a uh, a, a sort of a shelf life or an edible life of about i think five seconds if you don't eat lavash within five seconds of it either being cooked or pulled out of the plastic bag which you sometimes get in the restaurants this thing goes hard and i myself don't like it like that we have many type of lavash some places they add like sesame seeds some places they just make it fl- uh, plain uh, some place they don't add you know so much uh, uh, yeast or you know bicarbonate of soda so it's they call it like a nana mahali but it's basically is a lavash okay. and they make with different kind of like a heavy flour so it's going to become thicker and you have to have it like very fresh because if it stays become like a crispy so, so to help our audience out here, lavash is, is probably the lightest of the breads that we've described so far. It's a very pale sort of creamy color, I guess. Um, actually, Mohammed, I'm thinking we're, we, we've got some homework here. We will be adding pictures of all of these on our website. So where can our audience go to check out the pictures of these breads that we're talking about? Yeah, you can go on askiniranian.com and simply search for bread. Yeah, so there will be a tag for bread there and you can uh, uh, look at this post or click on that tag and find the relevant pictures. What I, uh, what I think might be interesting is, is uh, for our audience here is what time of day Iranians uh, eat bread? So... Uh, is it a breakfast thing or a dinner? I think we spoke earlier about how you would have this with kebab. I mean, is there a more prominent time of day that Iranians would have bread? We have bread with breakfast, with lunch and dinner. So it's it's fair to say that pretty much uh, any time of day will be a bread time of day. Fresh uh, bread. Here in fresh bread. Good. Yes. Yeah. Actually, you're, you're reminding me, uh, speaking of fresh bread, in Iran, when you go and queue for the bread at the bakery, there's two queues. And mm-hmm. uh, there's the one side when, when you queue and you only want one piece of bread. And then on the other side is when you want multiple pieces. And the multiples queue just takes forever. You can never get to the front. But when you have only one, when you only want one piece of bread, you just jump to the front, get the bread and get out. If I'm not mistaken, that's the case. Yes, Mohammed? Mm, uh, yeah, that's actually true. So Shahri, your experience with uh, foreigners and bread, do you, have you had any foreign guests coming to Iran? They've tried the bread out and they've, uh, do they have a particular favor or the other way around? Have you, uh, maybe like my father, who went, I, it's bizarre, my father leaves the country and I swear half of his suitcase is filled up with breads that he takes back. I actually, I do the same things when every time I used to come to Iran, I used to take a full suitcase of Sangak and take it with me all the time. Now I've mentioned that, I think uh, my friends are going to be requesting I bring back bread for them as uh, sorati, which we spoke about in a previous episode, Mohammed. You want to take a souvenir from Iran? You could freeze bread as Iranian mothers do when they go to visit their student kids. They, they cut it up, don't they? They, they cut it up into small squares, put them into freezer bags. Exactly. And then uh, fill like up a the soup. puzzle. If you want to show the real Sangak size, <laughs> you have to make a puzzle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to ask, uh, are you guys like me when you leave the bakery? How much of the bread remains uh, when you get home? I, I eat at least That's half of the bread, but it. it's over a meter, the length of uh, these bread. A meter by about 40 centimeters, I think, is the sort of size of these so what about uh, so uh, have you traveled abroad with bread and you've uh, yeah, many and, times. and and then uh, so what are the foreigners saying about the bread which one have they preferred well, everyone loves yeah. it and they were asking me oh you make it make it but i was like no it's not possible yeah. to make sangak we so used to actually make actually took uh iranian bread as souvenir to your foreign friends 
Uh, not really for them because I'm a selfish, so I have it with them. No, see that you have the sangak, for example, you have to have a good kebab or you have to have like kashke badamjan, you know, the eggplant mm-hmm. with the dry yogurt things. So they have to have it to try together, you know. You've reminded me of the Turks uh, from the northwest of Iran. They, uh, when they have barberi bread, they'll have it with a large glass of tea without milk, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and they'll be sticking the bread in and eating. I don't, does that happen, Shadia? Is that a joke? But every, I think people say that no, as a joke. But do they do that? They do that. Yeah, I have seen some of the the driver, which they have a big truck for transit. You know, they used to come like to the ports. Those driver, they don't have enough money. They used to, you know, make the Barbary or the Tufton to the small pieces and they put Coca-Cola or those days we have Canada dry and they used to eat. Yeah. So you make um, like a Barbary soda soup. It's it's a type of thing. And they they used to live on it because, you know, the, the those soft drink, they have a lot of contain of a lot of sugar and then the the bread has, you know, Uh, carbs carbs, so Mm. yeah they fill them up until they have another good meal i don't know when also to my experience i hope somebody corrects me if i'm wrong but uh there is this legitimate porkman food which is bread and tea they call it chai chorak which means bread and tea yeah i heard it from turkmen's they actually eat it for a meal that's i think it's sweet tea and bread uh, so i think we are we are building up to the uh, the important uh, vote here so uh i think we should probably put this on twitter as well a vote to the iranians out there in our audience they can vote which of the breads is uh by far superior uh, among the breads um but just for the uh, around the table here at the moment uh what are the votes uh sharia what is the best bread I go for both Sangak and Barbary. Both of them is good enough for me. I love them. Okay, and Mohammed, your vote would be? Sangak, I guess. Really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's definitely going to be Barbary, and it has to have the sesame seeds on, on the top. But uh, Mohammed, I think we should put a poll out there and ask the Iranians in our audience. So if you want to participate in this vote, where should they go, Mohammed? You could go on Twitter and look for the handle at ask underscore n underscore Iranian. So go there and uh, have your say. It's a bit of a shame that we, for our first episode here with uh, Shahriar, this huge font of knowledge, with, uh, he's, uh, he's an amazing chef, and we've uh, brought him here to discuss something uh, so simple. So we hope to have Shahriar here again soon to discuss more complicated things other than uh, simple things like bread. So uh, Shahriar, do come back, do join us on a show in the future. Sure, definitely. Yeah, I'd love to be back. So if you have any questions uh, specifically for Sharia, who's now committed to at least another show with us, please add those in the comments section or reply to any of our social media posts. Thank you once again, Sharia, for joining us on this show. You're most welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Paris, Vash, Hamon,